Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great, great day. Um, well, I hope your day is going better since uh, the, the game, uh, since the San Diego game, where Legion lost 3-0. And I, I guess we talk about it, but it just feels like there's a lot more to talk about. And I... If you watched the live stream yesterday, which I did a live, I do a live show for almost every away game where I talk about the match, what I'm seeing, and obviously I'm not as good as Blake or Mike on the on the call, but you know I do my best. And you know there's there's a lot to talk about. And midway through, I kind of just showed defeat. I felt like I gave up. And it's really the first time I have truly felt that way with Legion. And I I really started thinking about this with Legion, about how the most dangerous place a football club can be in is not where the fans are calling for a coach's head or the fans are threatening to revolt against the club. That is not the worst place a soccer club could be in. The worst place that a club can be in is the place where, if you're following me from England, which I know a couple of you do, um, you're Birmingham City fans, and I think a lot of them can attest to this, is the worst place a club can be in is fans not caring. Fans just don't care. Um... And that's hard, right? Because it, it seems like it shouldn't be that way. It seems like it should definitely be, you know, if the fans are are angry, that should be the worst thing, right? But we've we've reached the part of the season where we're, it's it's football season. It's college football and NFL to some degree. It's football season, right? We have people who are season ticket holders at UAB, at Alabama, Auburn, Samford, Summit Miles, and other universities around the area. And they're season ticket holders. They'll go to those games. They're alumnus. Alumnus? Alumni. Alum- whatever. I'm, I'm an alumni. It doesn't matter. My semantics do not matter. It's football season. And we all know what that means for the Deep South. People stop caring about other things. And, you know, over the summer, we had talked about this U.S. Open Cup run that Legion had where they made it all the way to enter Miami and got a little bit screwed. And I'm not saying Legion deserved to win that game, but we felt like we we weren't given a chance. In front of 18,000 people, Legion end up losing and we all talked about it about how that moment was instrumental to this club and then we followed it up with getting Dominique Wilkins at a game as an owner (laughs) and there's a lot of exciting times with this club and through just inexplicable losses and 
favorite players going missing. People are reaching the point where they don't care. At least when people are angry about a result, usually that means they watched it. And we're getting to the point where if people aren't even turning it on, they can't even be angry about it. They'll just see the result and say, thank God I didn't watch it. And that's a hard place. How do you get those fan base? How do you get those fans back? Um, I decided to to peruse the uh, the Birmingham Legion subreddit, which is always where the most calm takes take place. <laughs> and I saw several people talking about it. Where is Anderson? Where is Tyler? Um, I saw other people making the comment of, if Tommy Stone is still the coach, I'm not renewing my season tickets especially since they're going up in price. And I think that's kind of where this conversation needs to happen, right? There's not a lot of transparency. And I understand that I I get told a lot of things and there's a lot of things that I'm told that I don't that I don't share. Because, frankly, I want to keep relationships with players and coaches and front office people. I don't share everything that I'm told. And, you know, I understand that if I am going to be a quote-unquote journalist, if I am going to have journalistic integrity, I need to share the things that I'm told to some degree, right? But, you know, this is kind of a fickle situation where I can't share everything. And... Because of that, it's kind of on club to tell people. And the club isn't explaining a lot. And I think that's kind of a lot of crux of issues is why are we losing? Why are we losing, right? People are seeing just offensive mistakes that used to never happen in Tommy's own teams, right? 2019... We, we weren't very good defensively. Then out of nowhere, we went on this massive shutout streak. And it was magical, and it forced us into the playoffs where we won the play-in game. And, yeah, we got thrashed by Pittsburgh, but who cares? We were never supposed to make the playoffs, and we did it anyway. We ended up beating, if you don't remember, we ended up beating Red Bulls too, and that got us into the playoffs. We were never supposed to beat them. We were down, I think it was 2-0 in the middle of like May or June. And the game got canceled because of a thunderstorm. Even though Rebels were up 2-0, it wasn't even 30 minutes into the game. Even though they were up 2-0, and the league, because of just how the rules work, say that the game has to start over. So Legion came back through, and they won. And it goes on through this magical season. But if you look at the names on those rosters... That defense was nowhere near as good as it is now. When you talk about just pure talent on the pitch, it's nowhere close to what we have now. And that's where a lot of fans are ending up, is we have too much talent to fail. And that kind of is what it is, I I suppose. Every team goes through trials and tribulation. And... I think a lot of people want to know why. Someone who's been a fan favorite, uh, Mr. Anderson Asiadu, 
is not with the team for personal reasons. And there's been a lot of talk of what's happened. There's been conversations of what happened um, and why he's not here. And it's not my job to report or even share rumors of what it is. Even if I have direct conversations with somebody, I'm not saying I have or I haven't. Even if I did have direct conversations, you know, you need to talk to every single source first. I've been burned on this in the past. And it's a part of me growing as uh, someone who shares information. But fans sort of need to know, like, what's going on. Like, is he away from the club? Has he been asked to leave? Is he on some kind of suspension? Is he hurt? Is you know, and I know there's tricky situations. Like if something's going on with family, you don't want to share that without his permission. But also, like at some point, fans deserve to know. Not every detail, obviously, but just in general, on ticket prices going up, the fans sort of deserve to know why, don't they? And you can chalk it up to inflation, and you know I think a lot of people would accept that, but. It's also hard to think about spending more money when the games are going the way that they are right now. You know, we, we've we been hearing for years about this training facility. And if you've been plugged into Legion Twitter for a long time and you've been plugged in with the Legion, it's been one of the worst kept secrets ever. They've been working on this project and I'm really excited for it to break, break ground. But... The only time that's been publicly discussed is when Dominique Wilkins talked about it on ESPN. Since then, which has been a long time since <laughs> since that announcement, it's been radio silent. Uh, the club confirmed it on Twitter of like, yeah, that's actually happening. You'll get more information soon, and we've gotten none. I th- this a lot of the disconnect that fans feel with this club is a self-made wall. A self-made barrier. And I think that's a lot of frustration for fans. Right? Fans want to connect with these players. That's part of the reason why getting on the field after the game is so beautiful. It's part of the reason whenever Birmingham Legion FC Stadium is built, I kind of hope it has turf. Because those post-match moments are beautiful. Frankly, they are beautiful moments that I think every kid should have the option and have the ability to meet their heroes. And it's magical, magical moments. But as this season has gone on, you know, as the season's frankly gotten hard, gotten difficult, you only see a couple of the core players going over to the supporter sections and clapping them. Um, you only see a couple of the players sticking around and not immediately going to the locker room, you know, and chatting with the kids. And, you know, I'm not asking for everybody every single week to go over there and clap the fans. Um, but, you know, it definitely seems like it's been... It's been something that hasn't happened as much, right? Um, you know, Coach Sohn. I, you know, I, I film almost every game from the pitch, and 
one of the things I like to do is get the videos of the kids and the players and the fans and the people in the supporters sections cheering and celebrating and drowning their sorrows a little bit with the players. It's part of what makes soccer different than really any other sport. I mean, imagine a baseball game, and after the game is over, all of the players come out and just clap for the fans and talk to the fans. It doesn't happen much. Think about football, college football. You don't see it. The players run into the locker room and celebrate with themselves. Same with basketball, same with hockey. It's not the same. Soccer has this unique ability to connect with fans that's been built within the culture. And, you know, I I can't really think of the last time that any of the coaches have really gone up to the supporter section after the game and talked to them. They'll come up to, you know, the advertisement boards, do a clap and go and you know, maybe, maybe I missed it. Maybe I'm completely talking out my tail here, but it doesn't happen much. And it it's kind of hard for fans to accept that. And I guess where I'm having this conversation, and I'm, I'm talking about this San Diego game, and I think that's kind of where I am. San Diego Loyal are shutting their doors. You will be hard-pressed to find another club in the USL. No. In the U.S. that connects with their city the way that they do. They are so San Diego all the way. They have done everything to be as San Diego as possible. When Colin Martin, you know, got his goal, uh, it was a, a moment. It was really a truly beautiful moment. And there's a lot... <laughs> There's a lot there with Colin Martin scoring, and you know it was a good save by Matt Van Okel that just unfortunately falls to Colin, who gets a tap in. It's really unfortunate for uh, Matt Van Okel, but you know Martin runs over and he scores, and he was the player. He was the openly gay player that Junior Fleming's uh, now former Legion player, but not Legion player at the time. Um. He called a derogatory term, and he, he was the reason that San Diego essentially missed out on the playoffs, and it's not because it was his fault. San Diego stuck with their guns. They stuck with their community. They said, we have our set of morals, and we're not going past them. We were willing to lose out on playoffs, on an opportunity to make money to stand for our morals. And for us as Legion supporters, we it, it kind of hurts because you saw the way that he celebrated with the fans. And this is their first game back after Lo- Loyal have announced their closing doors at the end of the season. Someone that the fans could really see themselves in was Colin Martin. I, I really just mentioned all that because San Diego has been San Diego. They've been the loyal. They've been transparent. They've talked about everything going on. And while, you know, sometimes it was a little bit late, I, I think San Diego fans think that the loyal have done right by them. Meanwhile, you hop on Legion Twitter, Legion subreddit, and if you talk to supporters, 
they feel a little hard done by by the club at times, whether it be because of a lack of a you know a gay pride initiative, whether it is because they feel like they didn't do enough in this area or that area, or just the fact that there's not a lot of transparency, you know. And when it comes to players being hurt and stuff like that, they can't really share that because of, you know, I, and I always get a lot of the health rules straightened out. But my understanding is HIPAA is the reason why. If the club doesn't have the express written consent of a player, they can't just share information. They just can't do it. Like, it's against medical rules to shell, uh, you know, against medical law to share medical information um, without expressed, like, written consent. And, you know, that kind of stuff, that sort of is what it is. But it just feels like there's not a lot of here's why, here's what's coming, here's what we're doing. And I think fans just want to know why. They want to know the road plan. They want to have the road map in front of them. What do we have to look forward to in one, two, five years? Are we looking forward to a stadium? Are we focused on the training facility? Is the training facility even happening? Where are our favorite players? Why are things not going well? You know, could there be conversations with coaches and players and just being like, hey, what's going on? Because sometimes a coach just throwing up or a player throwing up their hands just saying, we don't know. I think hearing that straight from a player or a coach, I think would settle a lot of fans' nerves of just hearing, we don't know. And, you know, I say all that. I also want to uh, defend Coach Zone just a little bit. Um, after the game, he was quoting and saying that it's on him for the mentality not being right, that he should have done a better job of instilling how big of a match it is. When you have a team full of veterans, and really the only people on the starting lineup who were not out-and-out veterans are like Colin Smith, Moses Mensa, and Deba Nwigbo, those are the only really players that don't have a lot of experience of being a professional I mean, those are three guys of 11. The rest of the team has multiple years of being a professional. They should all know the stakes. They should all understand the magnitude. I, I completely respect Tommy Stone for take, trying to take the brunt of not having the mentality correct. When you are a leadership-driven club, like Legion have always been, don't get it twisted. This team has always been leadership-led. A player kind of led. Look at the players they bring in. It feels like almost anybody could wear the armband any given day. That's just the kind of club and player they bring in. But they should also understand the stakes. They should know the stakes. They should understand what's going on. I, I, I also just want to kind of talk about just the, the defense and all that kind of stuff. I fans don't fully know what we want, right? We don't know what we want. How many years do we scream for more offense? We want more offense, more offense, more offense, more offense. We we have enough defenders. We can defend all day long. We need more offense, more offense, more offense, more offense. 
And towards the end of last season, there was sort of this shift into, hey, maybe we got too many attackers. Let's uh, let's bring in some more defense. Let's let's sure it up a little bit. I I wonder how many of these backline debacles that we've seen and have increased throughout the year. I wonder how many of them come from just a lack of rest, right? How many times that we can't really rely, like we see like Alex get caught out, right? And Alex has been the punching bag, I I think a little bit too much. Think about how much he's asked to do. How often do you see him in the attacking third making plays, (laughs) right? And clearly this is not something that is not desired because no one stopped him if coach didn't want him to do that they would tell him that but think about how many miles on the legs he has without much of a rest you can't sub him out if he's exhausted tired legs and you just can't get there how many times do we see little mistakes little things happen here and there that just causes issues these guys get exhausted um i think it was um Robert Lewandowski, not too long ago, talked about how if he could only play 75 minutes a game, he could play like three games a week. He said the final 15 minutes are the hardest. And he said that those final 15 minutes really are what does him in, in terms of fitness. And Robert Lewandowski is one of the most in-shape humans on the planet. And I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not saying Alex Cornale or Famuel Kavita are not in shape. That's that's not what I'm saying. But I think we can all agree that a USL like <laughs> athlete is not the same caliber as an Champions League winning all like universe player. They're not on the same athletic level. Per se, And if he is saying that he can only go 75 minutes and put up with that kind of work schedule, what do you think these defenders who the only time that they have gotten arrest this year is because of suspension, right? And fans said, we want goals. We want goals. We want goals. And everybody said, if people come to watch the game and the game ends three to two, Legion win three to two. How many, it's like, well, that was an exciting game, and people leave. The people who don't really watch soccer that much, they say, wow, this soccer thing's actually kind of exciting because 1-0 wins are just not as sexy for the other team. We want to score goals, score goals, score goals, but now we're clamoring for the defense to be back. And, yes, we need more backline help. At the end of the game, we went to a three-man backline, which, guess what? When we went to the three-man backline, it was kind of the best we looked all day long. And while Alex Cornale essentially playing right back is not exactly what I had in mind, if if it was me, I would put Alex Cornale in the middle and have him play as a libero. Libero, not just a volleyball term, but someone who kind of carries the ball up and down. He's a really good ball-carrying center back. Um, have him move up and down the uh, pitch, but I get that you also want to have Famuel Kavita in the middle. I totally get that as well. But Moses Mensa is not exactly who you want to be playing that third center back. I would rather have Jake Roof there, personally. But you kind of have to move Mensa over to get Preston on to play as essentially a wing back, like a mid midfielder kind of role. 
um, both Deba and Preston were both kind of playing that role. And guess what? When we went to the three-back system, that's the best we looked in this game. And it's almost like having a little bit of coverage, a little bit of help, helps. And it, even if, you know, Alex or Fanwell are getting subbed out for, like, Jake Roof and are getting a chance to get a, those last 15-minute breathers before going on a real playoff run... Think about how big that could be. Or if we had another center back on the roster. But fans wanted more goals, more goals, more goals, more goals. And the club listened. And now we're not happy. And obviously, we would be happy if we were winning. I don't think that just shocked anybody. Winning cures all. We've heard it for forever. Um, yeah. I... I kind of came into this episode not really sure what I wanted to, to, to say. And this isn't really a post-match reactions. I can't really label it that. But it, it's just kind of just a, a conversation, a rant. Um, you know, thinking about it from the conversation I've had with people on the club side, right? There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. A lot of things go wrong, right? Um, the club couldn't get the white kits in until the middle of the season because of shipping issues going on with Nike because COVID really screwed things up. And it has still put a back order on things. So the club couldn't get a white shirt out. And... You know, a lot of people started freaking out saying, are we going to be red? Are we going to be red? We're going to be a red club forever. Coca-Cola is trying to make us change our coat. That's just not true. Coca-Cola is not trying to change anything. The club is not, from what I was told, not trying to become a red team. And I understand that I'm anti-red. <laughs> right? And I, I sort of led a little bit of that charge, and I really didn't mean to. Um, but I also think that just outright saying to just the fans saying, Hey, our white kit isn't here. That's why we're wearing the red kit, right? We, we can't get the kit in right now. I mean, Birmingham city, um, and I'm going to compare a lot because Birmingham city's just got new ownership and they've been raving about how great it is. They've talked about, Hey, because of Nike issues, we can't get in new kits for you to buy. We're, what you see is what you get. We're not going to be able to restock for another year. You know, just a little update like that for the fans, for Legion fans of like, hey, this is where the white kit is. We're working on it. We just can't get it here yet. Hey, we know we talked about the training facility. We're working on it. We're starting to break ground. Let's, we're working on it. This is why our, you know, our prices are going up. This is why that player X isn't here. Even if it was just he's injured, they don't have to specify, you know, what kind of injury. They could say, hey, a player is not with a club right now. We're not going to share details. Um, but for personal matters, the club is, are the players no longer with the club? Or not even no longer with the club, but like, the player is currently not with the club. Um, it just due to personal matters. Just outright saying 
this is what's going on. You don't even have to give detail to me. You don't have to give detail. You don't have to share personal stuff. You don't have to get into the semantics or talk about the finances or anything like that. Just say blank is happening. We're sorry or blank is happening. Brief explanation. Keep it vague. But by staying silent, people are losing connections with their club. And the worst thing that you could do as a sports team is for people to lose interest in you. It's better for them to be mad than to lose interest. And because if they lose interest, you'll almost there's almost no chance that you'll get them back, especially in the USL Championship. There's no promotion relegation here. It's not like, oh, if we win a championship, we'll be promoted, come back. Or we're in MLS and we have a chance to sign this really high, former high-end player, Legion RN on Neymar Jr. Or, you know, uh, yeah, Robert Lewandowski is being shopped over to Birmingham Legion to, to play because MLS. That's not an option here. Us signing Juan Aguadelo sort of broke the internet for us because it's like, wait a minute, that's a really high caliber player that's coming here. But ask the normal the normal casual soccer fan that only follows the Premier League in Birmingham, they don't know who it is. Um, not like the other names. And you can't rely on stardom to bring fans here. And... If you start to lose them because people lose connections to their club, then it's so hard to get them back. And I guess that's really where I am. Like, if, if, and there's a lot of reasons why it can't happen. And I get that. I understand there's a lot of reasons why things can't happen. But, you know, if there was an open QA with all the season ticket holders, uh, with the ownership and the front office for them to ask questions. I could go a long way. It's a nice perk of being a season ticket holder. I think that'd be worth an increase in price of just an open Q&A with season ticket holders. Um, and even if they say we can't talk about that conversation or we can't talk about that, at least a fan got to ha- have the opportunity. Um, if If we had coaches... And players that were all taking the time to go clap a supporter section. I understand that, you know, it, it's been really hot. And maybe the supporter section isn't as big as it was against Inter Miami or Charlotte or anything like that. But those are still people who took time out of their day away from their wife, their husband, their kids, their mom, their dad, their grandparents, their friends. You know, heck, even just like their dog at home. You know, these are people who spent their money to watch you. And I understand that's that for the players that this is a job for them. And sometimes you just want to leave your job and go home. I get it. Every time I am done with my job, I just cannot wait to lay down. And I get that. But a part of being in the entertainment business is kind of being entertaining, even when it sucks. And just clapping the fans, handshaking with the fans and the supporters and saying thanks for drumming, thanks for chanting. I think that would go a long way because the the players who go over there now, I can tell you those are the fan favorites out of those players. And 
the supporters, I mean, that's where you make your money. It is. Those are the people that will buy every jersey, that will buy every piece of merch. And I understand, again, there's not thousands of them. But also, if <laughs> if there was more people going over there, maybe people would be interested of like, hey, why are the players going over there? Let's check it out. Let's see what's going on with that. Um, I I don't know. This was a lot of ranting, a lot of conversation, a lot of just what ifs and here's what we need or here's what I think we need. And I'm sure somebody's going to get in touch with me and say, hey, this is why that won't work, you fool. Um, and maybe that's going to happen and I'm going to get a bunch of explanations on things and that's cool. But I also feel like if if your ownership and you're the front office, the the casual fan, the ones that follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they they also deserve to know some things. Um, and I think that would get a lot of people back on track with this club. I think that would get a lot more people back on board. Maybe not. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. But yeah. I don't know what to title this episode. Obviously, if you clicked on it, you know what it's called. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get back with recording. I, personal life, I look, I, the teaching thing is absolutely kicking my tail. I'll be honest. Uh, this has been one of the most difficult professional weeks of my life. Not like personal, but professional. Anything that could have gone wrong really did go wrong, and... It, it just kind of took over my life, and the idea of me sitting down to record just felt so overwhelming. Uh, so let's hope this is a better week. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, check out some socials, by the way, coming out soon because um, I have a fun little partnership, uh, ambassadorship that's uh, being finalized right now that I think you guys would really like. I'm just saying uh, start getting ready to run a little bit. I'm really excited about that. So thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Until next time, guys, keep hammering on.